0: for me when the lights go dim. I have been imprisoned for petty mistakes I made. I have been beaten and my bones have been shattered. I am maimed by the surgery to reset my bones and my physical body is weak and weary. but they cannot break my spirit and they will not have my mind. I limp like an old man because of the beatings during my imprisonment. Those set to guard will answer to God himself. I shuffled to get out of the rain, but the real rain rests within my mind. All the wickedness I encountered where dark days turned into even darker nights, where only a few listened and only a few understood the dangers of incarceration but they cannot break my spirit and they cannot take my mind. I served 11 of a 54 years prison sentence for petty crimes. Who cries for me now? The experience left me unable to work. I cannot get any services as I am not worthy. I received cruel and unusual punishment by a system designed to enslave and to oppress, but they will not break my spirit and they will not have my mind. I have to report to a parole officer every week and pay a fee. The system is still taking that which I cannot earn and do not have. I cannot live in regret, though I wish I made wiser choices. Succumbing to a penal system is signing a warrant to live like an hamster. Mothers, fathers, young men and women Listen and hear me well. Don't let them break your spirit and don't let them have your mind. Is there no justice for young men? I am the voice of many young black and brown men who took the wrong turn, whose news was a bat and a gun, hand and a fist. I have been labeled the bottom line for a system that profits from my mistakes, but they cannot break my spirit and they will not have my mind. And when the dust settles, what can we do to correct the shame? Am I to live in the shadows for the rest of my life looking for someone to accept the blame? Ladies and gentlemen, can you see me? Can you see what they've done to me? I represent the voice of thousands. While the system seeks to build a wall to keep some out, they have built towers to keep many in but they cannot break my spirit and they will not have my mind. Who cries for me when the lights go dim? Young men, listen and listen well. It is my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, and the children I may never have who cry for me when the lights go dim. Not the system, not the values they preach and fail to practice, I have served my time. Reinstate my privileges now so you can remedy that which have been broken. Even so, dear God, don't let them have my spirit and please preserve my mind. leveraging cultural competencies in the global classroom firms that have presence in multiple countries cultures and subcultures are challenged in finding ways to leverage cultural competencies in the work environment globalization requires acute understanding of local cultures global organizations are more successful when they recognize the cultural impact of local business units on the execution of the firm's strategy. Whether in the United States, Asia, Europe or the Caribbean, the global classroom is a fascinating place to make connections and build lifetime networks. Leaders who understand the benefits of leveraging cultural competences across borders, within countries, industries and functions are more likely to succeed. The changing global landscape is the fundamental reason why contemporary leaders need to develop cultural competencies. In the absence of such expertise, researchers suggest global deterioration is more a destiny than global combination. A firm's culture drives its climate, which sets the tone for how people interact at work. Organization's culture is synonymous with its chromosomes, its DNA. People are more energized when they understand, accept, and practice all elements of the organization's culture. Of course, healthy cultural practices are best, while unhealthy ones are insidious and costly. The firm's values are embedded in its culture and should be practiced in the same way it is defined. As such, it is important for leaders and employees to align the best part of their personal values with the firm's values. When employees become dissatisfied with how leaders practice the firm's values, productivity is impacted, innovation becomes stifled, and cognitive dissonance replaces affective commitment. By demonstrating affective commitment, Leaders are more likely to require similar behavior from the people they lead. Affective commitment includes emotionally connected employees who identify with and actively promote personal and organizational growth. Continuous commitment focuses on the cost versus benefit of leaving or staying with the organization. Normative commitment focuses on the personal obligation to the organization as the primary reason for not leaving. The authors suggest that organizations are more likely to institutionalize methods of increasing affective and normative commitment without increasing continuous commitment. When too much time is spent evaluating the reasons for staying versus leaving, too little time is spent on achieving and delivering expectations. The Global Classroom is a learning lab where every participant brings his or her leadership essence and unique cultural and subcultural experience. In fact, it is an opportunity to identify the many layers of cultural influence in the work environment. The idea is to use a variety of skills to leverage these competencies in the achievement of the firm's goals and objectives. By inviting global executives to participate in making short and long-term decisions, firms sow seeds of growth at corporate and local levels. The global classroom is where leaders become students of change embracing the notion that everyone brings unique intentions yet similar objectives to the table. Experienced professionals seize opportunities to broaden organizational knowledge by peeling layers of challenges and solving problems collaboratively. Everyone provides opportunities for dual learning and development. To succeed, there must be a fusion of ideas driven by these same differences and similarities. By leveraging cultural competencies, the firm provides opportunities for different trajectories to merge into successful outcomes. History has shown that these vectors often lead to the next best thing. Collaborative learning is evident when culturally and functionally diverse teams overcome communication obstacles by building bridges of understanding and working diligently in the achievement of the firm's goals and objectives. My fellow consultants and coaches can relate to the euphoric feeling of accomplishment at the end of each assignment. I remain grateful to the hundreds of men and women I have met and worked with in the global classroom over the past 20 years. I applaud all of you for your dedication to learning sharing and growing thank you for listening to this podcast i welcome your comments and questions my name is pauline walner and i'm the managing director of nmwb global management services an international management consulting firm specializing in multiple learning methods including action learning for more information Visit www.nmwbglobal.com Leveraging Cultural Competencies in the Global Classroom Firms that have presence in multiple countries, cultures and subcultures are challenged in finding ways to leverage cultural competencies in the work environment. Globalization requires acute understanding of local cultures. Global organizations are more successful when they recognize the cultural impact of local business units on the execution of the firm's strategy. Whether in the United States, Asia, Europe or the Caribbean, the global classroom is a fascinating place to make connections and build lifetime networks. Leaders who understand the benefits of leveraging cultural competences across borders, within countries, industries, and functions, are more likely to succeed. The changing global landscape is the fundamental reason why contemporary leaders need to develop cultural competences. In the absence of such expertise, researchers suggest global deterioration is more a destiny. Than global combination. A firm's culture drives its climate, which sets the tone for how people interact at work. Organizations' culture is synonymous with its chromosomes, its DNA. People are more energized when they understand, accept, and practice all elements of the organization's culture. Of course, healthy cultural practices are best while unhealthy ones are insidious and costly. The firm's values are embedded in its culture and should be practiced in the same way it is defined. As such, it is important for leaders and employees to align the best part of their personal values with the firm's values. When employees become dissatisfied with how leaders practice the firm's values, Productivity is impacted, innovation becomes stifled and cognitive dissonance replaces affective commitment. By demonstrating affective commitment, leaders are more likely to require similar behavior from the people they lead. Affective commitment includes emotionally connected employees who identify with and actively promote personal and organizational growth. Continuous commitment focuses on the cost versus benefit of leaving or staying with the organization. Normative commitment focuses on the personal obligation to the organization as the primary reason for not leaving. The authors suggest that organizations are more likely to institutionalize methods of increasing affective and normative commitment without increasing continuous commitment. When too much time is spent evaluating the reasons for staying versus leaving, too little time is spent on achieving and delivering expectations. The Global Classroom is a learning lab where every participant brings his or her leadership essence and unique cultural and subcultural experience. In fact, it is an opportunity to identify the many layers of cultural influence in the work environment. The idea is to use a variety of skills to leverage these competencies in the achievement of the firm's goals and objectives. By inviting global executives to participate in making short and long-term decisions, firms sow seeds of growth at corporate and local levels. The global classroom is where leaders become students of change. Embracing the notion that everyone brings unique intentions yet similar objectives to the table. Experienced professionals seize opportunities to broaden organizational knowledge by peeling layers of challenges and solving problems collaboratively. Everyone provides opportunities for dual learning and development. To succeed, there must be a fusion of ideas driven by these same differences and similarities. By leveraging cultural competencies, the firm provides opportunities for different trajectories to merge into successful outcomes. History has shown that these vectors often lead to the next best thing. Collaborative learning is evident when culturally and functionally diverse teams Overcome communication obstacles by building bridges of understanding and working diligently in the achievement of the firm's goals and objectives. My fellow consultants and coaches can relate to the euphoric feeling of accomplishment at the end of each assignment. I remain grateful to the hundreds of men and women I have met and worked with in the global classroom over the past 20 years. I applaud. All of you for your dedication to learning, sharing and growing. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I welcome your comments and questions. My name is Pauline Wallner and I'm the Managing Director of NMWB Global Management Services, an international management consulting firm specializing in multiple learning methods including action learning. For more information, Visit www.nmwbglobal.com.